Welcome to the Start a Brewery podcast, where we discuss all things relating to startups, open, and growing breweries from concept to execution. We are pleased to partner with All About Beer to bring you this podcast. You're joining us today for episode 22, Building Your Business Plan, How Will You Leverage Your Brand? I'm Laura Lodge here with Candice Moon, and we're excited to welcome you to our ongoing podcast journey. As your hosts and founders of Start a Brewery, we both have extensive experience in our areas of specialty. Candice is the craft beer attorney, having worked with more than 500 brewery clients over time, and my background is a mix of distribution, event planning, and craft beer education. You can find more information about us and our contributors, plus a whole bunch of info and resources at startabrewery.com. We'll start with a word from our sponsor. Let's talk about marketing expenses. The average marketing manager's salary in the U.S. starts at about 60 grand. Freelancers are cheap, but are you really ready to be a project manager on top of everything else? Enter Get Optimized, an agency built so that breweries and craft beer businesses can have hyper-relevant marketing support at reasonable prices. Learn more at gethoptimized.com. We did a high-level discussion of understanding your market and creating your brand in episode 006 with Emily Hutto of Red Craft, Misty Gordon of Misty Gordon Creative, and Julie Rhodes of Not Your Hobby Marketing Solutions. We hit branding and marketing again in our most recent episode, 21, with creating your marketing plan that landed last Tuesday with Bill Wetmore of Fatheads Brewery and Open Chain of the Brewers Association, and Julie Rhodes was back again with us to share in that discussion. For this episode, our mission is to pull together the two, to include components of the strength of a brand, the importance of a strong brand, different ways a brand can be leveraged, how and why, and how a brand can extend through your business lifestyle into other, perhaps unexpected, areas of your business culture. Since it's still early in the podcast journey, we have plenty of time to do a deeper, more detailed dive into the nitty gritty as we get to plan, act, open, and grow to follow the website path. So we're still fairly high level, but getting down into storytelling and actionable elements as well. We always work to welcome guests from diverse perspectives and backgrounds in the beer world, and today is no different. I'm excited for this conversation, and with that, I'll pass the baton to Candice. Thanks, Laura. We're pleased to welcome today to the table, Taylor Seidler. Taylor, did I pronounce that correctly? Yes. Okay. Uh, Co-founder and creative director of the Sea Thirst Creative. Ah, tongue-tied this morning. And Jenny Mann, founder of DIY Social Media for Breweries and Jenny Mann Photography. Good morning. Good morning. Well, morning for me. Good morning. I don't know if it's morning for you guys. (laughs) Not for Laura. So I'll let you guys actually introduce yourselves. Uh, Give us a little bit of your background and uh, what you're doing these days. Taylor, do you want to kick it off? Sure thing. Um, Yeah, so I do see thirst creative these days um we do a lot of branding marketing materials identity logo all of that for breweries of other beverage makers restaurants the food industry kind of like that's where i've been for the last i don't know over 10 years um kind of in that consumable space um so, you know, before this, I worked over at Hoptown Handles doing design of handles and before that beer magazine. So I've kind of like been around for a while and I'm really enjoying kind of working directly with breweries and, and other other beverage people these days, um, making them look good. Awesome. Jenny? 
Yeah, um, my name is Jenny Mann. I have the DIY social media program for small to medium-sized brews and brew pubs. Um, I actually, my background is craft beer the last 12 years now. Yeah, 12 years. I uh, worked with some awesome breweries in San Diego. And uh, from there, that's where this whole beautiful thing kind of blossomed was finding the need for these smaller breweries to lend a hand to kind of guide them and help them in the social media realm. Um, especially as that was growing and it was still new to everybody. Um, <clears throat> and then of course uh, I do product photography. So the Jenny Mann photography portion is also usually helping small to medium sized brews and brew pubs, uh, helping with restaurants, um, mostly hospitality. So I came from San Diego beer and now I'm up in the uh, Pacific Northwest enjoying a lot of the uh, Portland and Seattle beer scene, which I'm very excited about. And I've kicked off a, a program up here as well. And that'll be launching again in January. Awesome. Okay. So let's jump into this. Uh, Taylor, the ability to leverage your brand is critical to the success of the marketing plan we discussed in the previous episode. What components or elements would you identify as foundational or essential to a strong brand? Well, from a design perspective, um, visual impact, I kind of jump first into that just because you know, for me, everything, I see it first, you see stuff on the shelves. Um, so I find that to be pretty important. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be flashy, but it's a big market out there. So, you know, you want to stand out, you want to, you know, you want people to see you and to come to your brewery to drink your beer and, and all of that. Um, I also think it's important to consider um, your voice and your values as a company and kind of put those into action. Um, and then I also think it's important to um, have a decent amount of cohesiveness and consistency within your brand. Um, like had, like was talked about in the earlier episode about branding, you know, it's important to stick to a brand family where everything looks like it comes from the same place. Exactly. Even if it's not, exactly the same. Um, so I think those are kind of some important things to keep in mind as you're trying to kind of shape brand. Laura? Do you think it matters um, that you're on a certain number of different, like that you use your brand a certain number of different ways in order to, for people to see it consistently across different platforms or spaces or places? Or do you think just doing it well in maybe just a couple different ways can be just as strong. I think either would work whether you want to, you know, stick to a specific type. I'm one, I like a lot of flexibility within a brand. You know, when I, I work on logos and brandings for breweries, I don't want to send them off with just a single, you know, mark for them to use across all their platforms. I like to do something that will look good on their label, something that's going to be round and nice for like the social media accounts. Um, you know, being able to have something that's going to work small, work large. Um, that way you can kind of like cover your platforms, cover the, the different things that you want to do. Laura? Can I follow up a little bit? Do you, do you think that something is basic, maybe not basic, um, as as the color scheme you pick for your logos, having that like flow through from platform to platform to your website to 
your merch to those kinds of things. Is is that a way to strengthen your brand? Are, are there other ways that you can kind of carry that through? I think color is a good way to do it. Um, that kind of like visual consistency that that people can see that they can identify you among the different businesses that are out there. Um, color is a good way to do it. Sometimes like picking a good font that stands out can be something and then you can have a lot of fun with color. Um, you know, here in Asheville, there's like high wire brewing where they have lots of color for everything, but you look at their cans and it's kind of like, there's consistency in their design, even though they're doing different colors, they're doing different fonts. It's kind of like finding an element that represents you, whether it's the colors, it's the font, you have an icon or something, or your logo, um, just something that can be drawn across the different formats that will make you identifiable. And I think the more that it represents you, represents your story, represents your brand, the the better it's going to work for you. Awesome. Jenny, when thinking about strong brands in your work in both social media and photography, what stands out to you that makes these, these strong brands different? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, playing off of what Taylor said, consistency across the board, uh, and that comes down to not only something visual, but knowing your brand's identity, uh, having a voice, having a voice that, especially a lot of the smaller breweries are using multiple people to post. And so keeping that consistency when it comes to posting and making sure that that voice and that brand voice is the same across the board. Um, I, I do think that organization has a lot to do with that. So that comes right down to having your, 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 your logo, your color scheme, um, right down to your photos, but keeping all of this consistent, uh, making sure that even when you are writing something out, a caption or uh, putting something into stories, utilizing Facebook, it all sounds the same. It doesn't have to be written exactly the same, but it needs to sound like your brand. It needs to um, really, really follow through on uh, the consistency. I think across the board is going to be a key word today uh, because it is really what drives uh, branding. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Taylor, what does leveraging a brand mean to you? So like what avenues come to mind for the brewing industry as common ways to leverage their brands? And at what point does the brand become part of the company culture? So, you know, a brewery is selling or marketing or promoting more than just beer. You know, a lot of people get into it for the craft of the beer, but the way you know the industry works now there's a lot more to it than just the the products that you're selling for people to drink um you know you're selling your location you're selling your space to spend time in um and like all of that you are kind of like selling and promoting your brand whether it is you know your merch that people are buying and wearing out among other places or using and taking that koozie over to you know the party and someone's like, oh, you know, I haven't heard of that brewery before. Um, so here in beverages, I would say that leverage is kind of getting your vi visual identity out in front of the right people, 
um, using as many available methods as you have at your disposal, um, whether it's your online presence, your packaging, you know, having coasters out there, different merch, giveaway items, stickers, um, even advertising. Um, I also see it as taking your existing brand and extending it to whether it's a new product, a new category, um, if, you know, that could mean a whole bunch of different things, whether it, you're going from taproom sales only and starting distribution, um, you're expanding your line of merchandise and apparel, or you're going from beer only into, into introducing another beverage, whether it's seltzers or you want to do ciders or meat or something like that, you know, kind of expanding upon, you know, the very basics of maybe what you had started with um, at the very beginning. Gotcha. Okay. Um, let's take a break for a word from our sponsor. There are plenty of one-size-fits-all marketing companies that will tell you how to spend your money, even though they don't have experience in craft beer. But the craft beer industry is unique, and the growth of your company is on the line. So trust an agency built for craft beer. Get Hoptimized specializes in marketing breweries, hop growers, and other craft beer businesses across the country. Learn more at gethoptimized.com. Uh, Jenny, how can you utilize social media to leverage your brand? I know that's a very kind of big generic question, but I I know that I don't know all the avenues out there and exactly how to do I'm an old person. I mean, I, I have Facebook, but that's... Uh, how, what, what is out there to utilize and how do you utilize it to leverage? All right. So depending on who your audience is, um, I know a lot of people are trying to put themselves out there on every platform and that's not necessarily something that you need to do. Um, I always tell people to, you know, use one leverage, you learn how to use that one well and be consistent and do it well, and you will get your message across. And again, we're going to come right back to that consistency factor. Um, the way that you're able to leverage social media is by being able to share the things that your business needs to get out there in order to bring people in or to purchase the product. So in, in this case, um, sometimes I think that especially if you're the owner wearing many hats and you're the brewer, you're the, you know, you're the manager, you're doing the social media, it can get a little overwhelming. So um, in order to make it work for you highly recommend you know using a calendar coming up with all of your important information that needs to come out so um what's coming up uh why do we need to promote this is it too much inventory uh is it a new beer release do we have an event coming up you're able to get this message across um across whatever platform you're using and share with your fans and your future fans uh to let them know what you are doing um it is an easy way to get the word out. And sometimes again, as a owner who's wearing all the caps, uh, we get a little overwhelmed and we're we, maybe we're sharing the wrong story. Maybe we're sharing to our audience things that, uh, you know, it's, it's important to you or it has a special place in your heart, but does it mean something to the business? Does it mean something to your guests and your uh, the people that need to come visit you? Uh, so making sure that we're getting important information out like, an upcoming beer release and getting that quality image up there just to draw the attention and then give them the important information that they need to come support you. Gotcha. I actually, I like that about not having to use every platform because that's certainly my, uh, my instinct was to do everything. Laura. Um, yeah. I'd like to 
to go back in the culture side with both of you, um, when you do have, um, I, I kind of feel a little bit like the strength of a brand could, like Taylor, you mentioned about the values. Um, can you can you leverage and be leveraged both ways with some of those values in terms of making your values and your brand part of your culture? And like, let's say veteran owned, for example, that's one um, that I think is is underestimated in terms of importance, but can also be a good example of, of having that work both ways. So can you generate more attention for your brand by saying this is who we are and this is what's important to us? And can you also then be leveraged by veterans and do good for your cause, for the people you're caring about through your brand? Is there a way to kind of set yourself up um, in such a way to do the best you can for the people you're caring about and in turn also strengthen your brand and do more with it. I don't know who wants to jump in. Did that make any sense? <laughs> yeah, that made yeah. a lot of sense. And I think that I think that goes back to like being able to tell your story as a company, you know, and and what the background is and what's behind, you know, what you're brewing, what your brewery is. And I, I think that trying to combine the story and the brand and the culture is definitely possible. And it's something that people can do from the beginning. And sometimes it's a little bit tougher to, to bring all of those together at first, especially as you're getting to know who you are as a business, if you're starting from the ground up. Um, and so I think that kind of becomes the goal too, to, to be able to have that story and that and that support from people who relate to what you're doing, relate to where you're coming from and, and where you're going and, and that we can all connect and relate to each other, you know, through beer and, and through this industry. Jenny. Yeah. Um, and to never forget to continuously retell this story. Um, sometimes we get into the habit of, we tell the story in the beginning and then we kind of forget because we think people have already heard it. We don't want to keep telling the same story over and over, but you have to remember there's plenty of people that are just learning about you. They're just discovering you. And that's the way that you're going to connect with those people as well. So even when you're out there, uh, whether it's your website, social media, um, how you advertise, even doing community of, uh, driven events and sponsorships, just make sure that you are telling the story why um, if you are one of the veteran owned businesses, explain why and the passion and the, the purpose behind it. But don't be afraid to bring up that story, you know, every, you know, every other month, if you want to retell the story every three months, I mean, there's a purpose, there's a reason, and that's how you're going to find your people. Laura? Um, I suggest to, to breweries a lot that they plan their activities and their events and their donations for activities and events to be in line with those values. Um, so would you suggest that it strengthens your brand to, to keep, to limit your events and activities or to focus and highlight the events and activities that reinforce that story? Um, yes, uh, I again, even uh, when you're mapping out how you're going to do your calendar for that quarter or even for that year, um, finding things that are in line with your company's beliefs um, it makes sense. And it's going to also make sense and create, again, the word consistency uh, for your audience and your fans, your guests. Uh, they're going to find this. They're going to know that you're online. So if you do find another, uh, 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 excuse me, event or charity that you are trying to sponsor and it doesn't quite match up, people do get 
to tend to get a little bit more confused and uh, might disconnect a little bit. So sticking with things that uh, truly do represent your brand uh, is, is very important. Yeah, I'll also mention for a lot of my clients, I hear uh, a, a lot of people are going to be asking for your beer, uh, new breweries. A lot of people are going to want free beer. So you definitely want to pick and choose. You're going to want to pick and choose those festivals that you're getting involved in. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, you still have to make some money. You can't give it all away. So, mm -hmm. and it's also illegal, by the way, to give it all away. So just, <laughs> I, I feel like I have to do the marketing caveat, uh, which is make sure you're checking with your state's laws about what you are able to do and what you're not allowed to do as far as marketing goes, because it's an area that I've found with a lot of my clients when they get a marketing person who's not from the alcohol industry, they want to do a whole lot of things that are very interesting and sound like great marketing ideas, but they're not necessarily legal. So uh, make sure you're checking on those things as well. Laura? Um, to go a little further, if you're, if you're brand new and you're really trying to do things in the right order to maximize the strength of your brand and or if you're expanding into a new location, would it make sense? I guess I'm kind of aiming this towards Taylor. Would it make sense to do the decor and the style within your tap room to then echo everything you're doing with logo and branding? I mean, I don't, I don't see how that could hurt by, you know, kind of reflecting the brand in the tap room, you know, along with your apparel, along with anything that you put out into the world beyond your own space. Um, that's, that's actually one of the projects I love working on is, is not just creating something from the beginning is it's how do we apply that to everything else? You know, how do we make the sign that you put your beer list on match this other thing and, and being able to make it all cohesive and, and, you know, like the theme of the episode, like make it consistent, make everything that you see kind of create this story, create this larger image and feel and voice. And I think it all, the more you can do that, you know, the more special it feels, the more people notice the the time and effort you put into the little things, even if they're not consciously thinking about it. I think, I think it is noticed when someone walks into your tap room and all those little things and, and, that are kind of hidden, but it creates that, that bigger picture. Um, and, you know, if they go into a beer store and you can kind of see the story across the different labels on the cans on the shelf, or, you know, how the, you know, the carton and the label may not be exact, but you kind of, there's a continuation of everything. Um, Jenny, I'm going to throw you a curveball. Uh, this came up in our, our last episode on marketing. And I'm curious as to your um, thoughts or recommendations on how or if new breweries should be utilizing influencers in social media. Um, I think that there's a time and place for it, uh, especially in the beginning. If anything, you want your your family, your friends, your community to be your influencers. You want those people to drive your business in the beginning because necessarily you may not have the funds or the product to give. 
uh, in order to make that happen. Also, you have to do your research on the people that you could be pairing up with, uh, collaborating with. Uh, they may not fall again back in alignment with, you know, your values. So this is somebody that is truly not only a fan, but it's maybe you're a fan of them as well. Uh, you've seen what they've done. You didn't just go pick somebody and this is who we're going to use. They These people need to specifically match up. And uh, if it works, awesome. And it might just be something where it's, um, you, you know, a, a collaboration post or somebody comes in and they experience your, your tap room or brewery. Um, so I think it's a really delicate subject in that sense. I think that they're great to use because uh, they are those, you know, nano influencers or, you know, smaller community driven influencers that are talking about their community. Um, I wouldn't reach out to, you know, somebody extra famous with millions of followers because your brand is probably going to get lost in the mix and you probably have to pay them millions of dollars just to do it. So that just doesn't work, um, especially if you're a local craft brewery. You're looking to support your community. They're looking to support the community. So it, it really does need to be something that makes sense. Awesome. Um, okay, Taylor, let's jump back to you. Um, if a particular brand is not as effective as it could be, how could changes be made to strengthen or brighten it up to improve its performance? I think the the easy answer there is call in professional help. I mean, that's that's what we're all doing in this industry, right? Like we we ourselves don't own a brewery. We're not brewers, but we're in this industry because we like being in here and we like what we do. And, you know, uh, a, a brewery owner or founder or a brewer, like their time is better spent doing what they do best, you know, and let us do what we do best, what we've done, what we have all the experience doing. And it, it's one of those, like, yes, you could do a lot of things on your own and sometimes you have to, um, but also think about the value of your time and how many time, how many things you're multitasking and how much is on your plate and what kind of think about it in dollar amounts of like your time spent somewhere is worth X amount of dollars hiring someone else. And you're probably going to get a better product. And if, if your brand isn't currently effective and could use some improvement, then it probably means that, that you might need some help. And so that's, that's what I recommend, you know, other than actual specifics of maybe try something that's a little bit more current or, you know, try something that might appeal to your audience, uh, but also tied into that. And I think Jenny said this earlier is like, do some research, you know, talk to people, whether they're other people in the industry, other people in your neighborhood, people who aren't in the industry, you know, your consumers, you, the people who do come into your tap room, and, and talk to them and ask them questions and, and see what their feedback is. Or, you know, go to another brewery and talk to people there, you know, not to be nosy or pushy, but to, you know, do your research and because and, people have opinions. And I think it's, it's trying to pull in all of that information and kind of take that um, at least as a starting point. Laura? Is there such a thing as taking the um, the rebrand, for example, too far? Is there a is there a chasing everybody else sort of? I mean, I, I see sometimes like, oh well, our brand's not doing well, so therefore we need to rebrand and redo all of our labels and all of our everything, and then 
because somebody else added glitter, we have to add glitter. And because somebody else added this, we have to add that. Is there something that can be damaging about doing too much of that? I mean, I think depending on the direction you go and how much you want to jump on fads, because you are going to spend money on a rebrand. And if you are trying to stay in the now and what's popular now, how is that going to last you for the next five years, for the next 10 years? And so I think going back to doing enough research and like kind of understanding who you are and what your story is will lead you hopefully to a point that you can create a brand that's true to yourself and maybe current design wise, but you don't have to um, go that direction and, and try to, you know, jump on the bandwagon with, with everyone else. Um, Cause it really is about longevity and like, how can you keep your company open and keep making money and keep people coming in? Um, For half a second, I was funny when you said add glitter. I'm like, are we talking about the recipe or are we talking about the brand? <laughs> I think it could apply both ways. I, I, I seriously think everybody all of a sudden jumped on that one and everybody added glitter. And I was like, what? Yeah, I, like, I just I just wrapped up a branding project for a brewery that's opening in Georgia. They're still working on the build out of their building. Um, but I think one of the we talked a lot because one of the things that I do with new clients is I do a questionnaire and a lot of it is background on who they are, who their what their values are, um, kind of imagining who they want in their tap room and all of that. And the project that I just wrapped up, you know, they know they're in a blue collar neighborhood. Um, there's a lot of manufacturing history there. So we took in a lot of that and kind of consider that. So as we finished the logo, um, our big inspirations were hardware store packaging from like the fifties and sixties. And so it has this really fun throwback feel. It's still clean and current, but you know, working together, we really wanted something that's going to last for a bunch of years, but also pulling from their history, the area's history and all of that. And I think I think that was really successful in staying true to what they want to be and where they want to go, but also not leaving out their community. Hmm. That's a great example. I think standing so, the test of time is a tough one too. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so Jenny, similarly um, to the the question about changing the brand. And if, a, if an approach to marketing is not achieving desired results, what kind of creativity or change in direction have you seen to be effective? Sometimes it is taking a step back and looking what is working, what's not working. Um, I'm not huge on following certain numbers, but numbers do help us follow trends and what is performing. So um, I would take a step back, look at some of the analytics, look at what has worked in the past, what hasn't worked, and just kind of reshape that a little bit. Um, don't be afraid to get inspiration from other people's pages as well. And it could be any other brand, not including beer and breweries, because um, you're not going to copy them. You're going to do it your own way, first and foremost. So um, I'd say taking a peek at that. Um, and sometimes on the marketing side, sometimes it can be even something as simple as 
being more engaged in your social media, um, paying attention to who your audience is. Maybe there's a, a, a disconnect there and um, uh, finding out more about what your uh, audience is looking for uh, from you as a company. Um, and through that, it'll be something, like I said, it could be something as simple as um, engaging more, answering comments, uh, going into your DMs. You're gonna learn more about the people if you are responding to them and uh, interacting with them as well. Um, but again, just like what Taylor said, going out and seeing what other people are doing, whether it's within their tap rooms, their breweries, their community, and um, again, don't be afraid to do your research and go back and look at some of the things that you enjoy. Um, when you look at another brand's social media page, what is it about it that you like? It's not just, oh, I like it. No, there's there's something that draws you in. It's their branding. It's their consistency with their branding. It's because maybe they're educational, informative. Uh, they're giving you the information you need to make the choice that you would like to make. You know, they want you to purchase something. They want you to be part of them. So uh, do a little research back up and look at that. Of course, look at your numbers, your analytics, uh, see what's being shared, see what's being um, reposted. Um, I wouldn't worry too much about those likes anymore because people, they scroll through stuff. No one's really clicking on that heart button every single time you're going down. They're going through it and going, oh, interesting. Oh, okay. Just scroll, scroll, scroll. So if someone stops to share something, that's telling you that you are creating uh, shareable content that people that people need. So um, maybe revisiting, like kind of starting from square one and revamping that uh, marketing concept. Got it. So one thing that came to mind when you mentioned um, more commenting is uh, I would also caution, don't comment when you've been drinking. I think we've ding, all ding, seen ding. some uh, some horror stories of people who get a little antagonistic uh, on social media when they may not be in their most professional state of mind, shall we say. Absolutely. I, I usually tell people set, si set time aside to do these things. Things do not have to be mentioned or uh, answered right away as much as the algorithm wants you to. Um, if you're still a small business, you're still trying to make all the stuff happen at once, especially if you're doing this on your own, uh, take time, set it aside and just say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this now. I'm going to answer my direct messages. I'm going to answer my comments, uh, before I sit down and have my beverage. <laughs> and if you're in any way emotional, yeah, let someone else read it first. <laughs> Laura. Exactly. I, one of the things that came to mind, and I thought maybe this was a little bit too far, but you've taken me there anyway, is that your people are also an extension of your brand and that the strength of your brand can be undermined by some of your people. And I think that that's, that's an interesting one, just based on the fact that um, that's your culture, right? Coming through, like, what do you stand for? What, what are your values? And, and people need to be mindful that if they're working as part of your business, your culture, your world, that may not be the end all be all, but that they, they carry weight and, and, and walking and talking your brand, um, is important and not acting in a way that is contrary to that is also important. Taylor. Yeah, I, and, and this is something um, I say a lot. It really is about the people a lot of times. And like my my brother has a brewery and we know people come in and they just come in to talk to him. And when he's not there, you know, they'll hang out for a beer. But I think the draw is a lot of times, you know, your bartender, the, the person that you're used to seeing when you go to your favorite spot, you know, sometimes it is that you really like this beer that's on tap. But it's so much about the experience and the experience with people 
Um, so yeah, that, that definitely adds to the culture of a brewery to a company. Gotcha. I've got to stop saying gotcha. I feel like that's my like <laughs> go-to like response to everyone. So I apologize for my poor vocabulary. Okay. I'm trying to see how much time we have left. I think we can do a bonus question. Laura, do you know, are you watching the time? We're good. Okay, excellent. So we do have a bonus question uh, before our final words of advice. Um, so for both you guys, um, what brands and marketing campaigns have you seen or been a part of, not necessarily Beard, that have been particularly effective? And what tips and tricks uh, have you learned from them? So is there any any company out there that you think is just doing it spot on? Taylor, when you go first. Um, I've always been kind of impressed and inspired by Allagash Brewing up in Maine. Um, they're, they've been around for a long time, but the quality of everything they produce from the beer to the photography to like their online presence and social media posts, I think it's just so on point and just like, it's good quality. And, and there have been times that like, I scroll through like their Instagram feed and I'm like, I love how they did this photo, how they promoted this beer. Um, and like their logo is still the same that it's been for years, but I think there's something in the simplicity of their brand that they've been able to modernize and keep current with their labels and their imagery um, that kind of like keeps them going along and keeps them strong, you know, apart from the fact that their raspberry cool ship has been one of my favorite beers for like 12 years. <laughs> and it's, it's really easy to take pictures of Maine, right? Well, I blame them specifically for this weird desire I have to move to Maine, which I can explain <laughs> by nothing other than their Instagram. Well, they, they do such a good job promoting the beer and their area, their community, their culture. I mean, they do a fantastic job. <laughs> so, Jenny, any other uh, brands you would like to that have? I, I have, I use this one as an example all the time. It is my all-time favorite in so many, and, and for so many reasons. It's the National Park Service. So the fact that they're so educational, they have, they, they can be incredibly funny. And that's usually how they wrap you in is they have a picture of something just, you know, just a bear. And then they go into a pun and then they give you all the information. And it's almost like reading, um, like when I was a kid, what was it like Ranger Rick magazine or <laughs> they had all these nature magazines that you had as a kid, but they actually go through and um, explain and tell the story behind, you know, the National Park Service. Um, not only with the quality images, it's something great. And then they go right into text. So to kind of play off of having quality images, it's important. Uh, it doesn't have to be anything too crazy, but sometimes that text in there is the thing that really lifts the image up itself and tells the story. Um, and not to mention uh, when you have certain, uh, depending on how long your, your caption is, those keywords can also pop up in searches. So uh, being able to utilize, you know, you type in national parks, well, I guess I guarantee you national park service, that, that one will pop up, that Instagram page itself. Um, but I feel like they do an excellent job. They're consistent with it. And who would have thought our National Park Service would have something so clever? Somebody is, is taking their time to create something very well written. And it's very exciting to see. I look forward to it. 
I, I followed that one as well and have for, for years. And I mean, and as you know, I'm sure we just finished fat bear week. So, mm-hmm. um, yep. <laughs> so if you, if you have not checked out the Instagram of the national park service, th- everyone comments that they're not paying that whoever's writing it is, doesn't get paid enough. Yeah. <laughs> so Laura. I have a couple of, of logos that I've used as examples in some of my presentations that I think are just kind of worthy of note. And it's funny to me, we talk about the storytelling, and I don't know if this is necessarily something that that is always necessary in a logo. So maybe, Taylor, this is a good kind of query there. But I always talk about Last Lost Abbey telling their story so well through their logo. Um, Stone was good with that, is still good with that. Um, New Belgium. The bike is part of the logo or has been. Um, do you feel like the story has to be that embedded? Allagash, I guess, has the leaf. I don't think it needs to be embedded in the logo itself. Um, I think a good like brand package or brand guidelines um, and going back to the flexibility of how you use different elements of your your brand and your logo can be what works with that. So I don't think it needs to, you know, I think it comes down to simplicity of logo. Um, that way you get the longevity out of it. Um, there are ways to to peek into your story, but you don't want to try to tell everything about yourself in, in one graphic. You know, it's like the name is the important part and, and how you can work different elements into that is always a bonus. Um, but I think it, it, really comes down to finding ways within your your entire brand of telling that story. Yeah, I know that some of the pieces, like for example, Great Divide with their I Believe um, whole promotional campaign, there are some of those that have really grabbed on. Some of the taglines, I think, of, that go with the logo have been like tremendous in that storytelling. Um, but it is, it's it's so cool to see somebody who brings it all together. I think Allagash is a wonderful example. And I do follow the park service too. <laughs> in my in my little social media world. Well, and I will also throw out there my, you know, my standard legal uh commentary that logos, uh let's there's a lot of logos with hops out there. Um, and so it, it's getting harder and harder to be creative and harder to find something that's so unique that you can trademark it. So I, I do highly recommend, you know, you, as much as you can tie it to the name, um, I think you have a better chance of, of getting that unique, um, that trademark for your logo. But, uh, if you're going to use a hop, just make sure you're using it in a super creative new way. That's, that's what I always say too. It's like, Beer has hops. You don't, you know, as if you're a cider maker, there's not a reason to put an apple in your logo because <laughs> what you're making, it's a lot. If you're going to do something super creative, like I've seen some where like the, the hop is incorporated to like into a face or a profile, or it's, you know, a clever integration of a couple different elements. That's fine, but just the slapping a hop on there and some barley, it's like, what, like, are we all going to do a little yeast bubbles as the go-to brewery logo now? Okay, well, we're getting, I know, I totally agree. We're getting uh, near time. So uh, 
in our usual tradition, we're going to ask each of you to give your kind of words of wisdom. If you could give one piece of advice to a, a startup uh, who's writing their business plan or kind of in the process of like thinking through all of these things, um, what would it be? So Taylor, we'll start with you. We'll just kind of keep going the same order. Oh, that's so, so many things, so much wisdom out there. Um, <laughs> I think for me, it's, remembering that your brand, your branding is an investment. Um, it's more than just your logo. It's a way to tell your company's story. It's a w way to, you know, find your voice. It's kind of the embodiment of your entire business and how that's communicated to everyone else out there. You know, you don't want to buy brewing equipment that's only going to last you a couple months or a year because, you know, you're going to grow out of it really soon and you're going to spend more money getting things configured multiple times as you grow and so kind of thinking ahead and knowing that it's something to invest time and money into so it can grow with you and it can last for as long as possible it can grow yeah it can grow with you and along um along the path that you're taking nice jenny I, oh boy, um, I would say um, in the beginning, especially, don't get overwhelmed with social media. Um, it's not the end all, but definitely come up with a calendar and in your calendar, please put down your brew days, your canning days, um, your events, your food specials, anything that's going to happen there. And when you go through that, that's going to tell you what you need to post. We need to sell this beer we just canned. We need to promote this special. And as long as you create consistency, your fans, your followers, everyone's going to see this and they're going to keep coming back to your page to get updates. Remember, you are a business. This is only a tool to help promote what you're doing. So again, don't get overwhelmed. Start with organization and then jump into it. And whenever you're around, snap that picture, save it to your phone, make a little folder on your phone. So you put all those pictures in there so you know where to find them. They're not scrolling and getting lost. And I think that's the first real step to starting out your social media without being overwhelmed. Start with organization. Nice. I feel like Jenny's watched me look for photos on my phone. <laughs> you said, scroll, scroll, scroll. <laughs> not for my social media because I'm just now learning how to do that. But for anything else, I'm always trying to find photos. So thank you, ladies, so much. I'm going to throw it over to Laura. Awesome. I, I think my my big takeaway, besides obvious, obviously our consistency, is is the planning piece. I mean, so much of it is is thinking ahead about the effects that this could have or the continuation this could have. Or I, I just really think a lot of that is it's just learning to stretch your vision and understand how much impact it can have, these decisions. Um, so super Laura, I think. I think we need to get Beth to listen to this podcast. So yep. Beth does our social media. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So thank you both. A big thank you to all of our listeners too, for joining us now and in the future for episode 22, building your business plan. How will you leverage your brand of the Started Brewery podcast? We invite you to join us for our next episode, 23, your business plan and financing. How much does it matter? This new episode will be released before the crack of dawn on Tuesday, November 7th. Hi, this is Chris Overlay, founder and CEO of Get Optimized. I just wanted to say thanks for listening to the Starter Brewery podcast and congratulate you on starting your craft beer business journey. And remember, when you're ready to put your brand into action, get optimized. 
While you're anticipating the release of our next episode, feel free to visit the Started Brewery website at startedbrewery.com, a free resource for those who are looking to open or grow their breweries. Be sure to look through the task lists offered for each stage of the process, plan, act, open, and grow, at the educational resources and at the offerings from our savvy contributors in our growing library. You can also sign up for an occasional electronic update with new Started Brewery contributors, content, events, and more great information on the contact page of our website. We also encourage you to explore the All About Beer website at allaboutbeer.com. Perhaps pop in to enjoy one of their excellent podcasts as well. In the meantime, this has been Laura Lodge and Candice Moon wishing you a terrific day and thanking you once again for joining us on our podcast journey to start a brewery.